Hey everybody, welcome back to Casual Talk. I want to just thank everybody for joining us. This is episode eight of Casual Talk. I'm here with my co-host Brian. How's it going tonight, Brian? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well today. Um, so we got uh, two guests on tonight. We have returning guests from the GuanoCast episode. Wes, I don't know. Hello, it's good to be back, Chris. Good to have you again. And uh, one of our new guests tonight, Giselle. How's it going to tonight, Giselle? <laughs> I, think we lost, I think we lost her. <laughs> it's going already. great, Chris. Happy to be here. She'll, she'll come back in, in a second. <laughs> you guys might uh, recognize Wes from his field report from last yes. week. Thanks for making it into the studio this week, Wes. Oh yeah, you know me. I try not to be a house cat, but you know that that whole situation with the uh, spleen energy really kind of threw me for a loop. So yeah, yeah, I heard it was. Inside. I heard it was not uh, interacting well with the diabetes. So we we just appreciate that you're feeling well enough to do this show. No, no, no of course. Thank you. Uh, my insulin levels are now a lot better with the Casual Talk branded uh, insulin. So thanks for that too. Oh yeah, no worries. We get it for yeah. free, so just let us know anytime. Yeah. All thank right. So, uh, thank you all for coming here tonight. I really appreciate it. Um. So the first topic we're going to get into tonight is uh, <laughs> the first topic we're going to get into tonight is is Giselle with us? Yeah, that's probably the first thing we should be asking. <laughs> well. Oh, jeez. There hey. she is. Oh, I have myself muted. I didn't even know. Damn. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I've been drinking since this morning. Like, forgive me, but not. <laughs> That's okay. Most people do drink on this show. It's a very pro-alcohol show. It's been Brought since I woke up at like 9 o'clock. Brought to you by whatever beer company is willing to pay us. Uh, I'm drinking it's Hurricane, so if they want to send me free shit. You know, I'll I'll drink it. I just well, damn it! I just advertised for free. Now they have no incentive. Yeah, oh, but we will never. Was that today? Like they gave us free beers. Big what? What? Yeah, big is eleven percent. Uh, eleven percent is Coquito Funky Buddha beer. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw you. Wait, Co is that the stuff that you were talking about on Facebook that you're going to sell? Yeah, because I make it like very alcoholic but funky buddha came out with a beer was uh that is like 11.7 percent coquito you can taste all the alcohol oh yeah up. awesome yeah it sounds terrible i'd love to have some it's sweet <laughs> it's good well that being the case we will never mention these company num names again until they pay us so there we go yeah that's, that's the incentive. yeah hurricane yeah Hurricane beer. Oops. Delicious. Yeah, hurricane beer. high gravity. You <laughs> delicious, bold, smooth, powerful category five beer. <laughs> well, speaking about zero gravity, um, I want to mention somebody who's experienced zero gravity this week. Baby Yoda. That was so cute. Yes. So apparently NASA or is it NASA or SpaceX? Actually, sorry, SpaceX. Which is basically NASA these days. I don't know anymore who does space stuff, but uh, they well, went. Well, NASA is government, while SpaceX is private sector. 
true, but SpaceX, so very different. They're doing all the government work these days, um, or the work they should. But they uh, they take they took a, a baby Yoda doll up to uh, the space station this past week, um, and I guess they were using him to determine zero gravity. There's zero, like basically, if they throw him out there, that means it's zero gravity. If he if he floats, essentially. Um, so now Yoda, Baby Yoda has transcended only what one other manufactured item has, which was a Tesla car. That is very exclusive company right there. Um, what is what is the next thing that is going to be the biggest like? manufactured or um, what, what's what's the uh, the propped thing or some something fun that's going to be up in space what's the next fun thing that's going to be up in space so the next thing to float you mean yeah essentially it's going to be one of those kids from the it movie Ooh. so so like they're going to advertise no chris we all float down here <laughs> uh I'd be interested in an experiment on the fluid dynamics of a fleshlight, both uh, clean and not clean, and zero gravity. <laughs> Do you want to see the velocity at which the particles fly off the unclean fleshlight? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, this is a pretty, you know, it's a vacuum in it of itself, right? So, you know, can it contain those particles is the question. And at what rate will they leave the centrifugal motion that the astronaut places on it. Um, I uh, I'm going to say, we'll, we'll put it in parsecs, um, parsecs, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very small number. So it's point and then zero to the negative eighth power. Sure. That's still zero. No, 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 no. No. Point no. Zero not not, not parsecs. Parsecs changes zero. the equation. The parsecs is a measure of distance. But not in this context. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like ounces. It's kind of like ounces. It can be weight, but it can also be fluid volume. That's true. But it's yeah. still zero. <laughs> zero times zero is zero, Brian. All right, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um it was very, very cute to see a baby Yoda floating, especially with the Mandalorian season two back this season. Um, I think uh, it leads the, the things that SpaceX has been doing to kind of put themselves in the media. Cause when they launched that test rocket a while back, that was supposed to was like the big, the biggest rocket they ever sent up or something like that. And they had the remote, um, the remote rockets that landed back, they sent the actual car into space. So they're gimmicks. God, I couldn't think of that word. The gimmicks. What's, I mean, the next gimmick that Tesla will do is going to be interesting. Well, it's... It, the, Elon Musk has to be gimmicky, right? Like he wears his Occupy Marsh shirts and he's working on the... I can't remember the name of the ship, but he's he's currently... There's a ship currently in production that's supposed to bring a crew to Mars in the next, like, what, mm -hmm. 15 years or something like that? Yeah, I think maybe 30, I don't know. But the thing is, he has to, he has to look like a technological visionary in order to sell his cars and his reusable rockets. 
it is wonderful that he's like he's kind of changing the game with electric and autonomous vehicles and it's awesome that he's pioneering reusable rockets but um i don't think we can take everything he says at face value because the fact is he needs to look like a real life tony stark in order to sell share prices to get the money to do the shit that he wants to do true and then he gets into arguments with rescue workers about how to save children so i, I don't know about that yeah, that's guy's not 100% uh, Tony Stark there, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, the gimmicks have to be there. Well, and I guess my question is, uh, how much does Disney pay for this stunt, and how much does the astronaut receive versus how much of the, you know, mission budget? You think Disney paid for that? It is a lot of advertising for them. It is. Everybody, like, eh, the whole country, like, regardless of what somebody's taste in entertainment or politics is, everybody's looking at the, you know, the space launch. It's exciting. We haven't done it in so long. Um, and to use a an iconic Disney figure from something that they have on their platform, it, it seems like there may have been an exchange of funds for that. And if not, man, they they ripped themselves off because they could have gone to <laughs> yeah to Disney and be like, hey, so we're gonna use some kind of object to uh, to capture on video to confirm when we're in zero gravity, uh, and we could use something from your hit show if you'd like, if you want to kick in some funds. No, considering how hurt Disney is for money right now, that uh... I don't know if I believe that. I, mean, I don't either. Honestly, I don't either. Like Disney World, maybe. Like the park, sure. But the park cannot be uh, a substantial percentage of their of their income. Well, we'll think of it this way. They uh, had to shut down the parks for the longest time. They put off almost every single like movie that was supposed to hit the theaters. They essentially only had ESPN, which... What were they airing up during the time, uh, you know, lockdown basketball? And they, you know, also had ABC, which was barely airing any new shows, and then Disney Plus. So their sales took huge hits. They're showing um, loss. They're definitely showing loss this past year, and they're planning on laying off another 28,000 people next year. So I just I can't see them being hard up for money like ever really. They well, still have crazy ad revenue from all the shit that they already own. Well, that's what happens when you put all your money into investments, and then when you know you have to put a halt to everything, you have nothing in the bank. What kind but, of investment? Though, yeah, the, Disney the has been like still a, doing pretty well. They have been like a staple of like. The 90s, 80s, now, like, they're not hurting for money. They're really not. Yeah. The I most mean, it could be is 26%. That's what the revenue was for parks and experiences and products, right? Everything else is media, streaming, all of that. Right. So but they weren't was a big enough chunk to lay off people, I guess. Um you know, without having to cut corporate salaries. Or... Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, sure, they'll lay off people, but that's 
when it comes to less people being needed because less services being offered, sure, that makes sense. But those layoffs will basically close the gap. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna cover their losses. Hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful of that, and like I just didn't think they would have the money for to pay somebody to send Baby Yoda up in space. Oh, they've got shit. They got a lot of money. What are you talking about? They got a lot mm-hmm. of money. I don't think it costs that much either. Like, I'm sure they're happy enough to take a couple million to do that stunt, and that's nothing to them. Right. That's just that's that's cheap advertising, and of course, they're not going to stop paying for advertising. Yeah, I guess that would be true. All right. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, same area of of uh, I guess space. Um, NASA is now using supercomputers and AI to count trees on Earth from space for the very first time. Uh, Why? Yeah, that and how accurate is that really? Well, I mean, consider this, right? If you are looking over a period of time where you're looking to see how well our Earth is doing, and if we're decreasing the amount of trees... Uh, on the planet year over year over year, then we know like what our carbon footprint could possibly be if we keep doing that. But I mean, I mean, as of right now, I don't think it tells us anything right now because we obviously don't have a baseline, but I think this creates the best baseline and a supercomputer in space. Those are like super like computer. There's a the kind of computers that can only work in zero gravity. Like there are certain computers out there that are so powerful that they can only work in zero gravity. If you took it back to Earth, it would not work. What so, what would what would gravity do to it to make it not work? Yeah, what's uh, different? I'm I'm not one hundred percent sure how the mechanics behind that work. All I know is that there's some that require zero gravity to get to work. Hmm. I, I'm not 100% sure what it, what it is, but it's fake what... news, social media, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm making it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chris, you're not making that up. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Whoever posted it that you read it from has made it up. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, counting trees from space, right? Um, who wants that job? Uh, you said it was AI, right? So, nobody. I, mean, I, guess, I guess you got to run the computer to do it, though, right? Uh, what, what, what is that? Pressing, pressing a button? I'm, I mean, I assume that that just means that, like, similar to the the Google satellites that, you know, take pictures for Google Earth and Google Maps... Like you could have something exactly like that, just orbiting the Earth, getting pictures of, you know, every square foot, and they're high resolution enough to be able to count the number of trees. But if you could um, create an algorithm, or not create an algorithm, but basically just write a program that can recognize, you know, each individual tree, then a computer could do that very quickly, very easily. I bet it's just a guy at home with his computer directing the other computer. And it's like press scan for trees 
and then it takes X amount of time. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets really fat so he can go on disability, and then he's working from home. So there's just the drinking bird that presses Y on the computer. I bet it's just like scan trees. Yes, scan trees. Yes, and that's that guy's job. I wonder how much that guy would get paid. Well, it's a government job, so probably 60000 a year or less. They don't want that job. No. No? Well, it'd probably have to be your full-time job, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, you also have to learn the algorithms and everything that those computers are using, too, so that takes a little bit of work. Okay, so I googled supercomputers that need zero gravity, and all I'm seeing is it is articles about these supercomputers and mini super supercomputers that these articles say uh, survived the harsh zero gravity conditions of space. So it looks like computers are actually like much less efficient or take a lot more wear and tear in zero gravity. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, I could see how you could get away with less cooling if, like, your computer was in a vacuum of space and it was cold as shit. Yeah, that's true. Like, cooling would be less of an issue because, like, the more powerful computer, the more heat it... it uh, less Man, they're just going to use it to mine Bitcoin and they're just going to say, we have... <laughs> Fucking 400 million trees, and they're just going to call them. <laughs> like, who's going to call them on it? Nobody else is calling trees. <laughs> so another issue of computers in space is the radiation levels and the fluctuations in temperature. Um, so I don't think these computers are like... I, I guess they can't just be ice cold all the time, and the, the temperatures can't fluctuate very much. I mean, if it can do the job, is it worth it to waste a supercomputer? It's worth it to me because I ain't doing shit but drinking this beer here, and I'm about to need another one. So if you guys would excuse me for like for 13 seconds at most, I'm going to run. We will, we will count down those 13 seconds. No, no, no. Don't wait for me. You guys go ahead. I'm, I'm going to jump in in the middle of a topic like I always do. It's, it's always worked. You know, up it till sounds now. great. This whole lead-up has taken 20 seconds. It's like double the time. This is 20 seconds I could have been using getting my beer. You're right. Wait a second. Aren't you wireless? No. Oh. No, look. Look, my camera's on. You can see my wire right here. Oh, okay. I can't see the wires. It's like it's like the movies. You can't see the wires. Yeah, I got your wire, Brian. You can see my eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. You got there my wire, is. huh? <laughs> there it is again. Oh, yeah, I got some 4 out for you. Is that is that braided like uh, like paracord? No, that's single strand copper, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's not big, but it's hard as a rock. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back. That's a lot of information. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it'd be cool to know how much you know carbon dioxide we're getting removed from our air by the trees. Like that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, did it. It's gotta be a good sign towards like you know climate control and all that. 
I mean, imagine if we had like a year where we grew more trees and we're just like, okay, what's wrong with the climate now? I mean, it's just more data to add to client re- to climate research. Okay, I'm back, and I heard Climax Research. I'm in. What, what are we talking about? Climate, climate research. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, speaking about more of climate here, um, the UK is saying an initiative, apparently, that they're going to be looking to the future where they're setting a ban on the gas and diesel cars for 2030. So 10 years from now, it looks like you might not be able to buy a gas or diesel power car in the UK. I I bet that's not the case. I bet like their ambition would be that in 10 years you can't buy a new diesel or gasoline fueled car. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't like yeah, you can't stop resale of old cars. Right. So like if you want to buy a new vehicle, it would be electric. I'm I'm sure hybrids would be in there too. I'm, I don't I, well, I can't mean, imagine be, they would get rid be, of It'd be like how Cuba ran on the same cars from like the 1960s for God knows how long. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> Cuba's still been riding those cars since forever. Yeah, it was like 1998 and every car they had was like from the 60s. I mean, this is going to get a little bit off topic, but when uh, I think a week after we opened up our trade uh, relations with Cuba, I went to the airport and I saw all these people going to Cuba and just these like racks and racks and racks of like brand new flat screen TVs. Everybody, oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody was just like ready to go to Cuba and start handing those out. Start peddling their wares. Yeah. So I can only imagine like uh, what that would be like if uh, let's say let's say yeah they ban those things that last like another twenty years and be like okay we're going to reopen gas and diesel car sales to you um, the the rush to the market of that gas and diesel cars in the UK would be ridiculous. But I think this is you know it's a it's something that's probably needed you know for the sake of the planet but 10 years to get done that's kind of short timing isn't it yeah and we've talked about this before like what's the trade-off if we if so many countries are doing these like these i don't know making these huge propositions for the defeat of fossil fuels what's what's going to become of the the lithium mining oh yeah well we talked about that one episode the lithium mining Right, that's that's limited as well. Like that's finite, just like fossil fuels are. Um, but I, I'm not really sure, like, what the are, are ramifications the for the environment are as far as just a, a huge ramp up in lithium mining versus just the burning of of oil and gasoline. Are, are we lithium dependent? We will be if they stop allowing gas and diesel-powered vehicles. Yeah, but I don't think anybody would be freaked out if we found a different storage source of energy other than lithium. Mm, what else is there? Alkaline? <laughs> I don't know. It says it well, on my double A's. <laughs> I, think, I think we talked about soil, I think, at one point, right? There's certain like, yeah. things in soil that can store like, energy. I guess, and the like the ambient light, the ambient back, like just background light, 
Oh yeah, that. What was that ambient light for? We now we're bringing up old episodes. It was just a powerhouse, like these these sensors or these uh, uh, I don't know these panels that would capture ambient light and turn it into power for your for your domicile. Oh yeah, man, my memory's going. <laughs> you have no excuse. I drink like a fish. I remember this shit. I uh, I was drinking milk. You but... are older than me. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Thank, thanks, guys. <laughs> Love being reminded about my age. <laughs> I guess uh, the idea with the cars would be that you know you can you can theoretically come up with a better solution than lithium that's more renewable. You know, there's hydrogen, there's a bunch of other ways to power a car, but mm -hmm. like gasoline can only be powered by dinosaurs and like there's only so many dead dinosaurs. Right. Um, another thing that now, I think about... Go ahead. Hmm? If we clone dinosaurs up on Jurassic Park, Ooh. And then just kill them. <laughs> oh just my god, I just cracked open a new beer and it is all over my shirt. I mean, then it's more renewable, right? I mean, the atmosphere is fucked. Well, whatever, right? Like any sort of like lithium so refinement also fucks up the atmosphere. But, you know, at least we get to see dinosaurs and like we could even have it be fun for the kids. Like you hunt a T-Rex, you know? We we can open a park, and then those dinosaurs eventually die. We use them for oil, right? And that park is we can sell. Lots take of millions of years for those dinosaurs to become oil. So if we started clo cloning dinosaurs in the year twenty thirty, then it wouldn't be until you know a million twenty thirty that we, uh, we can replicate right. with well, science. We should have gotten started yesterday. Why are we talking about it? We're just wasting time at this point. <laughs> I mean, let me just call up uh, my contact here. I think his name is John Hammond. I think he's got some uh, insight on the uh, dinosaur uh, exchange going on. Oh, dinosaur. I got some bad news for you, buddy. What? Remember how you just found out that uh, Anthony Bourdain died just a few days ago? Oh, no. Not, not John Hammond. Uh, yeah, murder-suicide. Wow. Really? Yeah, his whole family and his grandkids. What? Mm-hmm. Not John Hammond. No. Yeah, it's about a year and a half ago. Was this in a movie, or were we talking about Richard Attenborough? <laughs> Who the hell is Richard Attenborough? Hey, please, John Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Gabriel. <laughs> he actually got to worry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a good bit. <laughs> uh, I, I like to bring something up since we're talking about both climate change and the perils of prehistoric life. Yeah. Uh, I was oh. the other day that uh, because the the ice caps are thawing, there are like ancient microbes in that ice that are now free something about that. Yeah. So like, this is all kinds of crazy, like fucking like smallpox, coronavirus, 30 BC, you know, like, like just 
the basically the potential for uh, B tier movies is ancient limitless. ancient bacteria and viruses that humankind hasn't had to deal with in like what thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years. Yeah, flesh eating bacteria. So I mean, we got the coronavirus going on. We're opening mummy doors in Egypt and. Now we're discovering all these ancient bacteria. What what are we doing? What are we? Doing? All right. We're not doing anything. This is like this was going to happen actually anyway, no matter what, uh, by twenty fifty. So, so would our immune systems just through our DNA, being that we're descendants of the creatures that that lived in the times where these microbes were were prevalent? Would our DNA still basically have our immune systems already primed to fight these microbes? Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, the the Europeans brought over viruses that the Native Americans couldn't fight, and it wiped out a shitload of them, right? Yeah. Uh, but then these Europeans, they have kids, and their kids are just fucking fine, because their DNA has... Um, their DNA creates immune systems that have already had to, to deal with these viruses. So if, if we're descendants of the, I'm not going to say people, but maybe the creatures, you know, whatever we evolved from, uh, sorry, creationists. God, I say that every episode. Uh, sorry, <laughs> so if we're descendants of the creatures that were around when these microbes were prevalent, do you think our DNA at this point would still like, have our am immune I systems the, primed to defend against these microbes? Am I the only one who's thinking about War of the Worlds right now? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> God. Then I would probably say that we've evolved enough that it would be okay, but I would say don't like or or over generation after generation after generation and move forward a half a million years, does does natural selection like kind of forget about those microbes do our immune systems kind of revert back to uh you know how it would have been without them present because so many generations have passed without having to deal with these particular um antigens so i was actually uh i was talking to a scientific friend about this he's a scientist uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, apparently, a significant portion of our genetic code is actually informed by millions and millions of years of viruses, um, and, and it's it's a it's it's a crazy amount. I forget what it was because, like you know, viruses affect our DNA, right? They they use they RNA to mess with our DNA. Right. As our immune systems adapt, we can pass on those adaptations to the right. next generation. Right. Whatever the, the, the genome is accounts for that, right? We become stronger. But that doesn't mean that whatever was frozen in this ice, we ever dealt with as a species. Gotcha. So it could have been like frozen before anything that even resembles homo sapiens were around probably yeah. that that's that's absolutely um 
So what you're saying is wrong. That, that makes that makes perfect sense. I guess it, it would all depend on whether a close enough ancestor of ours was around, and um, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposed, exposed to these things before they were frozen, or if they predate them by you know millions of years, and well, we just never had to. That's the thing, Brian. If they were exposed to it, they would have had to survive it for us to be able to actually accumulate anything. If they died from no it. No shit. That's what I'm saying. If they were exposed to it, we might be okay. But if this shit was already frozen and never, and none of our close ancestors were ever exposed to it, then we might be kind of fucked. Um, but then we have to make a, we have to distinguish whether we're talking about bacteria or viruses. If it's viruses that we've never been exposed to, we might be super fucked. But if it's bacteria, well, we've got we've got uh, antibiotics now. I am not ready for a double pandemic. Oh. So I, I was just reading something. Apparently, uh, in this same discovery, they found a frozen. Um, uh, let's see what does it say here? The giant Arctic Macedonian uh, tree shark. Uh, and they say it carried every single one of these ancient viruses. So they're planning on mashing up this shark uh, and putting it <laughs> in a centrifuge um, with a baby from every single nationality, uh, obviously a poor one. And <laughs> the resulting slurry is that comes out of the centrifuge. Oh, my they're God, an immunity yes. slurry into every uh, American worth over a billion dollars. That will either be crazy, crazy bad, or you just may have created the next Captain America. No, what he did was create the next Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is going to be obsolete. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. Right, because the, the, the uh, giant Macedonian Arctic tree shark actually has <laughs> adrenochrome glands <laughs> that, that used simultaneously. It actually was able to walk on land up to three miles. You had me for a little bit. <laughs> you had uh, me for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that being said, guys. Have you heard about the sharks that live for like hundreds of years? Yeah, the fucking the the green Arctic goblin shark or something. I swear to God, it's something like that. It's not even <laughs> like a joke. It's definitely not the green Arctic goblin shark, but there is there's a shark that lives for like I think it's like si the oldest one was like seven hundred years old or some shit. That's that's crazy. It's the oh you were close. It's the Greenland sharks. Okay, the yeah. uh, uh one was like. Estimated to be about 512 years old. Yep. It's basically they grow super, super slowly. So they stay in like childhood and adolescence for a very long time. It's kind of like they're like the baby Yoda sharks. They are the baby Yodas of sharks. Yeah. Man, it looks like my grandpa. Grand grandpa looks like a shark. <laughs> Except it has teeth. Nice. Kinda. Wait, this one doesn't have teeth. Oh my god. Yeah, they just kinda open their mouths <laughs> and suck up plankton, just Holy like my grandpa. Shit. Yeah, this one does not have any teeth. That's oh, how man. it can survive, I bet. Like yeah, when you don't have to chew your food. Yeah. 
All right. Well, guys, with that Shoot being said, we're going, to, uh, we're going to take a short break here, and uh, we will be right back. Yeah, we're going to see if Giselle's still alive. <laughs> All right. We will be right back, guys. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for coming uh, back after the break with us. Uh, we're back with uh, Wes and Giselle. Guys, uh, how are you still doing tonight? Giselle is back in the building, baby. Um, hello. Oh, Giselle. Yeah, I'm here, uh, too. I love Saying. what you're doing your voice. Oh, yeah. I'm outside the uh, moon of Io on Jupiter, and, you know, it has a larger gravitational constant. So it's dragging what I was born with of my Adam's apple far into my trachea. Uh, she is full of shit. She's over that. there fucking huffing nitrous oxide. <laughs> Doing whippets out the ass. <laughs> yes, yeah, the nitric oxide's going down there at 19.6 meters per second per second. <laughs> yeah, this shit had me feeling like fucking Xerxes from 300, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, um, picking up uh, almost where we left off. Not even quite where we left off. This is a new topic altogether. Where did we leave off? That was so long I, ago. That was a long ass break. Yeah, we took a we took a little bit of a break there. Um, so, uh, one thing that's uh, an interesting story that's been developing for a while now is that this uh, little girl went on online and she started posting um, all these videos of her drumming um Foo Fire songs and I think some Nirvana songs actually mm-hmm. and she uh basically challenged out David Grohl and from what I saw she beat David Grohl in those drum competitions and now it's gotten to the point that she's helping him co-write a song to perform with the Foo Fighters they they had a drum off and now she's going to perform with Dave Grohl yeah pretty much god damn it I wish I had a talent that's fucking awesome no yeah. man, that band's been out for like twelve years. Everybody played "Learning to Fly" like fucking twelve times. I could beat Dave Grohl. It's just red, blue, yellow, red, blue, yellow. <laughs> I, I agree with what Giselle's saying. I mean, it's really just like beating on things, right? Like, like everybody knows how to do that. I mean, it takes yeah, talent. Eating it for fucking thirty years, or however old I am. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm in you said little girl how old is she she was like I don't, I don't know how old she was but I think she was at least like 12 or something okay so like a preteen maybe early teenage, teenager younger I am not 100% sure of that one god damn I envy her just like teenage years full of drug addiction and, and then an eventual shotgun in the mouth at 19 fuck 10, yeah she's 10 years old I mean um, so uh, what is Dave Grohl going to do now? Is he just like, am I going to see him behind like a Popeye's drafter or what? <laughs> is Dave Grohl out of a job now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's these child prodigies. I mean, does he rejoin Nirvana? That's the case. Because, I blame YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's a lot to blame for a lot of things, but I would, I would say that, uh, Event, sorry, rejoin, sorry. Rejoin Nirvana, some kind of like dark double entendre there. Like, what were you suggesting? <laughs> I think it's like he's got options. Like, yeah, he's gonna get the band back together, you know. Yeah, he could. 
I mean, when he did that, uh, he did that reunion tour with Nirvana, and think like Paul McCartney was the lead singer. But it was three guys. That's not a reunion tour. It's like sixty percent. That's a G fucking plus. <laughs> it's still Nirvana. <laughs> you got you got Dave Grohl on drums. You have uh, what's okay. his name? Chris. You know, Hill. you know, Dave Grohl was like the fifth yes. drummer for for Nirvana, right? I don't know. He was a drummer on Nirvana. Yeah, a drummer for, out of many. I don't know if you can call that like a two-thirds Nirvana. <laughs> Man, does a drummer even matter? Like, Pete Best was the drummer for the Beatles, and nobody gives a shit about him. Never even he heard his name, drummer, so your your point is very valid. Song. Yeah. The Beatles didn't know how to play instruments until they got to the United States. Oh, them, them's fighting words. You got about 56 million Brits who are about to come to your house. They're going to tally-ho all over your ass, Chris. <laughs> Do we have any listeners? That's okay. We're going to leave some blood stains on some blue coats. Red coats. Shit. All right. The good news is we do not have any listeners in the UK. So yeah. I think we're safe. We only got is Ireland. That, is that good? Because like more would be better. <laughs> it would be nice if we did. Well, considering we just insulted some of them. Uh <laughs> We're, we'll be oh, okay. Let's talk about the Brits for a second, all right? They oh, call cookies <laughs> biscuits. So what the fuck do they call biscuits? Do they just not have biscuits? Are they so fucking joyless? They got to call fucking cookies something else? So, okay, let's see. Yeah, cookies are biscuits. Biscuits are... You lived in the UK, Brian. You know this. I know. I was there for three years. What the fuck were biscuits? Were there? Do they? Did they even exist, bro? Wait, I don't wait, think they had biscuits. It's called digestive. It's digestives, right, or some bullshit like that. A digestive is just a name for a shittier cookie. They have two names for cookies. But a biscuit is a shittier cookie. Oh, you know what? Like oh. what we would call a biscuit, they would call a scone or a scone. Yeah. They would pronounce it scone. I just found. I just had to Google that. Yes, they're called. Scones or scones, whatever. yeah, yeah. So, what we like scones to us are very specifically shaped, but over there it's just going to be some kind of like so flaky, bready pastry. We're going to go down a rabbit hole, and so we're scones well, to that. Liberal Europe for you. you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, the beaches were nice, there were a lot of topless ladies. What do they call drummers in the UK? Drummers, they call them skim flap slammers. Skim yeah. flap slammers. I got your skim flap slammer right here. Well, <laughs> thank God we do not have a UK audience right now, but eventually that might happen, and I will apologize for everything I said for our future UK followers. I don't know. We, I mean, Wes picked up that uh, small tribe in Vietnam after episode two. Anything's possible. <laughs> We do have Vietnamese listeners. Casual Talk is now the official podcast of of Boko Raton. (laughs) No, it's Boko Haram. We're the official (laughs) podcast of a a jihadist group in East Africa. (laughs) What is is Coney 12 doing these days? 2012 doing these days. Can we get Coney on the podcast? Oh, boy. That'll work. I have no clue. If you want to try for us, we're all about it. Yeah. 
we're all about that. Um, okay, so moving on a little bit, we also want to talk about this uh, new feature, a new promotion that Zoom is doing for Thanksgiving because, of course, the CDC recommends people stay apart for Thanksgiving now, um, is that they're dropping the 40-minute time limit for Thanksgiving so families can hang out together. Uh, what would your ideal Zoom family Thanksgiving look like, guys? A three-minute uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, I was I was thinking the whole Guano group in a Zoom, drinking yeah. fucking eggnog and Thanksgiving wine, maybe playing yeah, some uh, Jackbox. Like nobody at Thanksgiving, and it's just like eight laptops on a table in a warehouse with like a dim light coming through the ceiling. Uh, nothing illuminated, save for the glowing and uh, the humming of monitors off the walls. And then uh, each laptop is connected connected to uh, an e-Turkey hub in the middle, which streams uh, sent sent CPU located in each family member's home. That's right. Zell has put a lot of money in this. Gets a packet of turkey, and then we let the dog sniff the packet. Yeah, packet sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would like to see a live turkey carving over Zoom, except before the turkey carving, the turkey is alive. Ooh, so that's like a carving of their neck. So a live turkey carving. Not live as in you're seeing it in real time, but live as in the turkey is alive and you're seeing it in real time. Both, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. version of the world. A live, live turkey carving. Correct. Can't you like see that on like daily motion or BuzzFeed or something like that? Yeah, but now with Zoom getting rid of their 40-minute limit, you could see it on Zoom, too. You can uh, see true. it in Homestead, Florida. I have an Airbnb you can stay at if you want to see animals get slaughtered. Yeah, but it's Thanksgiving. we got to look at turkeys now. They got turkey-like beings. Turkey-like. <laughs> they had, like, three species of large bird. <laughs> I think... Uh... It's probably going to it's probably going to increase the uh, death rate of turkeys this year for all doing Zoom Thanksgivings because everybody's going to get their own turkey. The one turkey bean per family. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think we're in any danger of a turkey shortage. I don't know. Uh, the turkeys. Uh, I don't know how well the turkeys are surviving these days. Man, I just had to chase a fucking gaggle of turkeys away from my petunias this morning. I think that's the official term for a large group of turkeys is a gaggle. I think that's geese. Or maybe a, a gobble uh, of turkeys. A murder of turkeys. Yeah, that's right. I'm a smoke. It's a murder. It's, it's uh, actually called a rafter. rafter. A rafter? It's a rafter of turkeys, of wild turkeys. Rafter? I just met her. Hey. <laughs> hey. 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 I'll be here all night. <laughs> Tip your waitresses. <laughs> yeah, we just had to gobble that up. <laughs> Giselle finally woke up. Oh, Giselle's been on an Adderall bender all day. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, I want to bring up our last topic of the night, guys. Wait, uh, let's uh, let's oh, let's oh. Uh, let's kind of. Let's go ahead and uh, what's the word? What's the word? Vamp. Let's vamp on that Adderall bender for like 20 seconds while I grab another beer. The vamp on them? 
Why are we throwing out this kind of language? <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyways, he's going to go take a second to go get beer, but uh, I am I I don't know what we do for filler until he gets back. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I could take a moment to plug our new product. Oh yes, uh, Mike, Mike and I mean Wes and Giselle's Razor Brown cereal. It's got all the razor blades you love, all the brown nutrients you need. Ooh, even chick. And we're not just the creators of the cereal; we're also users of drugs. What? That's right. Uh, every bowl of Razor Brand cereal comes with an extra clean razor for which you can cut up and chop up your various powdered drugs. <laughs> yeah, David Gold is going to love Brave Razor Brand cereal soon. We're going to need a whole box. So, Dave. Dave Grohl actually does not do drugs and has not done drugs since he was like 20 years old, like before he jo joined Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh, uh, oh, I was, I was back on the uh, reunion floor yeah. kick. Oh, whoops. Yeah, sorry. I was I was away. <laughs> no. Well, anyways, um, we're going to go into our last topic here real quick, guys. Uh, that is going to be about um, diabetes. I know we we ended on a uh, topic, but it's actually a good thing about diabetes because after a hundred years, after the first diabetes breakthrough, Canadian scientists believe they found an actual cure. So what they did is that they were able to cure um, diabetes in rats, the ones that they uh, the ones that they uh, essentially gave diabetes. Yeah, they had diabetes. They're pushing that maple syrup on the streets, and now they want to sell us a cure? This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is us our this. medicine while they feed us the disease. <laughs> Listen, I'm just happy that scientists are working feverishly for ways that Americans can avoid proper diet and exercise. Is this uh, is this similar to the the companies that make uh, like oxycodone and then also make methadone <laughs> to to wean you off your opiate addiction? No, it's like the companies that make oxycodone and then uh, invest in tire irons for carjackings. <laughs> okay, so like right church, wrong pew. Yeah. It's like companies that make oxycodone and then ship cratefuls of it to the towns that they have gutted with their local NGOs and offshore their manufacturing to China. Mm -hmm. we're talking about. Mm. But Wes, this is good news for you because you have type 26 diabetes, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. They upgraded me from 25. One more man. One more. So, so, is that a promotion or a demotion? Uh, it depends on how you look at it. It's definitely a promotion for the diabetes, but it's definitely a demotion, <laughs> demotion for, for humankind. My pancreas. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's kind of like a sideways promotion. It's like it just took on a different role. Yeah, my fucking endocrine system just made a lateral move. Exactly. <laughs> 
took a took a lateral, uh, gained no yards, uh, did lose a down because we're losing time, and uh, we are close to the end of the game. I would like to, well, actually, no, go ahead, because because I just uh, I just got some breaking news, but I, I want to finish this topic. Wait, so is so is big insulin gonna assassinate these people? Like, when's that on the deck? Ooh, they could sue them out of existence. I don't know which company. It's a Canadian company. That's all I know. All right, so assassinations are out. I mean, if you want to go the crazy way about it, you could, if you're a big enough company, you could essentially sue another company out of existence. Yeah, for sure. It's like Nissan, what Nissan did to the guy that had the Nissan.com domain. Yeah. They just sued the shit out of him. Even though they couldn't win, they just kept suing him until he couldn't afford the legal fees anymore. Man, and it was man. a guy whose last name was Nissan. That's some big dick energy right there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had Nissan.com for like decades because his last name was Nissan and he owned a company. They're like, oh, yeah, but we're, you know, we're, 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 we're pretty big. And you're not, you're you're pretty small, so I feel like we're entitled. And he's like, "No." And they're like, "Yeah, but you know, yeah. we're, we're gonna have Nissan.com because we're fucking Nissan." <laughs> Wait, so so what happens when you get the diabetes cure? Is it just gonna look like the summer of love, like just fucking like people drinking corn syrup in the streets and like soda <laughs> can and just like letting the shrapnel blow up in their mouth? <laughs> it could be. It could very well be. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be more towards like that movie Idiocracy. I mean, if it's like the summer of love, it's gonna be something blowing up in their mouth. <laughs> it's just gonna be the fucking white rabbits playing, but like instead of pills, you're just like drinking one of those giant test tubes full of pixie stick dust. Yeah. Oh boy. Swedish fish out of a light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid to edit this for the clean version. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. So, Mike, what was your <laughs> what was your thing? Thank you. Oh, who are you talking oh. to? You got Giselle and Wes on here. What what, what do you want from me? Well, I, it it was not, uh, you, Giselle, who was mentioning it. It was uh, me, Wes, and it was the fact that uh, there is a new dessert in the UK. Uh, UK. Martin Spencer's has come out with it. It's called the Santa's Yum Nuts. <laughs> okay. And I believe it's it's some kind of scone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it actually looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, is it derivative yeah. of Chef Salty chocolate balls? Uh, it it is in the sense that uh. Last year, they offered the love sausage for Valentine's Day. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. They, uh, one of their ads was put the D in bread because they added vitamin D to the bread. It's a really forward-thinking company, Marks and Spencer's. I'm really uh, glad that I invested heavily in them. Uh, you know, I'd say definitely buy some call options in Marks and Spencer's because Santa's Yum Nuts is a uh, – Great fourth quarter asset. 
It's a game uh, changer. What's in a Santa's yum nut? Uh, I'm happy you asked. Uh, see, they they simulate the vas deferens glands of reindeer, uh, and then milk the resulting uh fluid, and they reindeer. What kind of looks like a donut? Uh, with this fluid, it's supposed to be pretty good. Well, Wes, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing your review of that once they cure your type 26 diabetes. Oh, I don't care. I, I'll I'll take 30 yum nuts straight to the dome. I'll lose my foot. I don't give a shit. I, I just need that. You, just yeah, need you got two of them. I don't know why we're born with two. You know, they say the left foot is a vestigial appendage left over from evolution. No, hey. that's right. Yeah, do you guys all have the tree shark understood it? Do you guys have the do you have the vestigial tendon in your forearm? I got uh, it. I, had mine removed. I, I forget what you said. Where do I feel it? All right, look, everybody. Um, so put your put your arm down on your desk uh, with your palm facing up. Is this going to be some shit where I slap myself in the face? No, I'd have to be there present for that. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody put your put your palm down like just put your arm out and put your palm down put your hand on the desk with your palm facing up towards the ceiling because the people who can't see this brian is actually putting his arm out yeah i totally am yeah, yeah my yeah my camera's on they can see that i'm doing it. i wish they would do it too i'm doing it i can't i mean you can't see me oh just with your other arm closer yeah all right so with your with your hand like kind of spread out and your arm down with your palm facing up touch your thumb to your pinky on where is this leading to and then kind of like angle your hand towards your face so you're gonna like bend your wrist a little bit and angle your hand towards your face and do you see a large tendon pop out in the middle of your forearm nope nah, i got like two like in your wrist i mean i got i got shit there Nope. Is it is it one large central tendon that pops out in the middle of your wrist? It's not. Why was I born like this? Maybe, I was. I don't have either, Wes. So maybe. All right. Brian's I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna show the camera. Doing a lot of things here. Hold on. I'm gonna need to turn on the light. There's a lot of emotional stuff in this. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know. I don't know what you're feeling either, man. But, All right. Can you guys see me? Yeah. Brian has clearly forgotten this is an audio podcast. <laughs> well, well, no, this is just for you guys. The the listeners well, will, will hear the reactions. Premium, they can get the video DLC. <laughs> I see. I Do you see guys see that? Do you guys yeah. see that tendon in the middle of my arm? Yeah, I don't got that. I don't have so if you Oh, you're talking about glands major. Yeah, I've had that. So if you if you squeeze your thumb and your pinky together and kind of turn your wrists like inwards, like downwards, if that tendon pops out, then you have a vestigial tendon tendon that used to attach to muscles that helped our ancestors swing from limb to limb when we were tree bound and we, like before we left the trees and started grazing the grasslands. So my people didn't actually graze the grasslands. Or you were just, your like your specific right. lineage was selected out. Oh, yeah. I got that in my right arm. Maybe it's from jacking off so much. <laughs> 
Damn. Wow. Well, that's being said. Yeah. Yeah. We well, don't. You know Let's if, leave it at that. Yeah, I don't do that because I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, fair enough, Sal. Let's leave it at that tonight. Um, We're talking about this from it. Yeah, you just fucking flick that vestigial appendage down there. Oh, God. All right. I got your vestigial appendage right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I want to uh, wrap it up here for tonight. No way. I want to talk about, I want to talk about human molting. I'm just getting started. No, we can't. <laughs> You can talk yeah, about for dogs. Come on, please don't please. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll save that for the after hours. No, uh, fuck that. No, go ahead, Mike. I mean, Giselle. Fuck. What did you just call me? We're gonna edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're the one who's all anti-edit. Yeah. When I say we, I mean Chris. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for coming out tonight. Wes, thank you for coming. Giselle, thank you uh, as well for coming. Really appreciate you having yeah. on. Come uh, and see me presenting the live action sexual crocodile at the Central Florida Reptile Show, uh, February 32nd, 2021. All right. Well, I'll be there. And Wes, uh, thank you for joining us on your second podcast here again tonight. <laughs> Um, of course, I'm just glad Giselle was able to make it the whole time for her first. You know, <laughs> uh, it was great to be back. I mean, first. <laughs> uh, Brian, any final words for tonight? Oh yeah, zero, literally none. Every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. By this time, I'm fucking sauced, and I don't know what the fuck to say. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening tonight. Uh, this is the Casual uh, Talk podcast. You can catch us on anchor.fm uh, slash casual talk hyphen eight. Uh, we're on available on all the podcasts that uh, I know of, which is like eight of them. Um, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what any of them are. Um <laughs> You can also, you know, donate to us, uh, help Give us. us money. Yeah, subscribe. Uh, we have to pay for internet. <laughs> yes, that too. Uh, eventually, we do want to try to uh, do a video version that we can get on YouTube, and you know, helping us out financially will definitely help get us in that right direction. Season two, uh, pending financial. Yes, season two. Uh, we got. Suck. Two more episodes left out for the season. We have episode nine next week, and we will have our wrap, our finale, our season finale of the following week after. Um, we are playing something a little bit different for that episode, uh, so stay tuned. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming out. And if I forgot anything, I am sorry. Um, otherwise, guys, have a good rest of your night. Peace. <laughs>